We live in a world where it's offensive to preach the gospel of Jesus and to talk about his name. And I'm here to talk about it. Welcome to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. Yo, how is everyone doing? Welcome back to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Werfelman. (laughs) Um, Sorry, guys, for missing last week. Um, I just, man, it feels like all of a sudden things just got crazy. And I was like, uh, I don't have time and I'm freaking out and I'm losing time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cancel it. And I was bummed to do that because I'm definitely one to... I don't like canceling things. I like to follow through, but uh, I apologize for that. And um, yeah, I hope you guys had a good two weeks. Um, I hope you guys are back listening. And I'm really excited about this week. And I've been excited about this week, but wouldn't you know it, you come to today and the devil's just hitting me with so many different things and woke up late and all of a sudden my time is getting away from me. And here I am again, feeling not as prepared as I would want to be. Um, But I still think uh, there's something to be said on the topic that we're going to be speaking on today. And uh, yeah, so I apologize for not being as prepared as I would like to be. But uh, I know that God is still going to move and work because this is his will for this to to happen. And uh, in fact, he, if you guys don't know, we've been praying every week about what I should speak on. And God has been um, saying what the topic should be. So I'm super blessed and grateful for that because... I don't want it to be on my own terms. I want God to say, this is what I want you to talk about. This is what someone needs to hear or whatnot. So I hope that that person is out there. And actually, I know that you are out there um, listening. So welcome. Um, Yeah, like I said, I posted something on the Instagram that was definitely misleading. I was like, oh, there'll be two episodes next week. And now here we are Friday for you guys, I guess. And there's one episode. But um, for sure... Episode 10 will be out next Friday with some guests. And uh, actually, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully I remember, but check out the Instagram. I'll be posting a little tab or whatever on my story to ask questions if you have any questions. Um, It sounds weird saying this because I don't want it to come across as like, hey, ask me questions because I know everything. No, I kind of just want to like interact with the people that are actually listening every week and like... Maybe you have a question about something I've said or, or about how uh, me and my family tend to do ministry, whatever. Um, or you just would love to connect and like learn more about me and vice versa. I'd love to learn more about you guys. So um, yeah, check out the Instagram and I think that'd be really fun. And if you guys do submit any questions, we'll definitely answer them in episode 10. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's just dive into some prayer I think we're going to do some prayer at the end here too, because the topic we're discussing, which is fear and overcoming it, um, is definitely something that is heavily spiritual and is and 100% usually is an attack from the devil or the devil uses it. So let's just dive into some prayer. Um, Dear Lord God, um, I thank you once again for this podcast and for using this platform, God. And and I just ask right now that your will be done completely, Lord. Nothing 
uh, of my will, Lord, of my wants, of, of my pride would be a part of this podcast, God, that it would be all you, less of me, um, remove me from the scenario, God. This is Jesus's podcast. It always has been and it always will be, Lord. And I pray that you would speak your truth today through me, God. Um, that even though I might not be as prepared as normal, Lord, that I would um, have the words to say by your spirit, Lord. And I know that you will provide. And I know the days that I've come to this podcast with nothing and you've given me 50 minutes of content to talk about. So I know that you are faithful, Lord God, and I thank you once again for all the work you're doing, Lord. Continue to work in the people that are listening to this podcast, and I pray that it would change hearts and minds, um, Lord God, for for your glory and for your kingdom above all else, Lord. We love you. Praise your name. We thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. So yeah, so this week, um, God put it on our heart to speak about overcoming fear. Now I know last episode, I think it was last episode, I did overcoming addiction um, and overcoming fear, although overcoming most things. Well, what I'm trying to say is if you do struggle with fear and you haven't listened to the last one and you thought, oh, I don't have an addiction, check it out because I still think the renewing of your mind aspect that we talked about a lot in that episode could still really benefit you. Um, cause I was going to say they're, they're similar because we know the things that come from the devil, you fight them off in a similar way. But today I just want to talk more into fear and like what it does to our relationship with God. And I want to start with a firsthand experience. So for instance, like making this podcast, for instance, it was, and I, I've shared this before, but just to repeat myself, it was really hard for me to overcome the fear to like start this podcast not to mention like sharing my testimony. Like that was a huge thing. In fact, I really didn't want to share because my parents didn't even know some parts of it until I was able to share it with them a few weeks before. And God has been doing just as much of work in me as he is in the people that are listening. I've been growing so much. And so I'm appreciative to you guys for just listening because it's allowing me to grow um, some way. And that's how good God is. But I had a lot of fear and what I've realized now, and I'm still not perfect and I'm still learning, but fear always holds us back from our destiny and our calling in Christ, right? Huh. We're going to cover a few things, but yeah. So when, for instance, with the podcast, like, and I'll, I'll go back on this in a bit. Um, but I knew that God was calling me to speak up and start, um, talking more about him in a drastic way, like not posting a verse on Instagram, which I love doing, which is amazing, but it's very easy to look over, but posting a video or podcast or whatever saying that this is how salvation is. And if you aren't this way, then there's potential that you're not saved. Even me saying it right now that you can tell the fear in my, my mouth. Cause I'm saying, Oh, there's potential, but let me go back over that. If these steps that I know are what you have to take to be saved and to follow Christ. If you are not doing them, then you are not saved. To give that kind of message can be an extremely tasking message because although you say it out of love and your care for wanting people to know the truth because you've seen so many people that have been led astray, you know that it's going to hurt people. And ultimately, fear always leads back to yourself because if it was just about 
oh, I'm scared about it. It's going to hurt people. It's like, well, whatever. But you're more, I think, scared. And I can speak from my own experience, like just to be transparent, like I'm more afraid of how it's going to come back to me and what they're going to say about me and how they're going to call me false and how, you know, they're going to write these long comments to me in my DMs or, or whatever. That's the fear. It's selfish. And as much as that's hard for me to even say, because I know some of you out there are really struggling with fear. And I'm not here to say like, you selfish, bad person. No, not at all. But I'm here to kind of convict all of our hearts to see that a lot of fear is rooted in selfish ambition. Um, and I think there is a there is definitely a side of humanity of like protecting ourselves. Like I think most humans wouldn't call that selfish. It'd be like, no, that's the right thing to do. Right. But when we follow Christ, we're here to protect God and, and, and his image, right? Not, not our own. And that's really hard. And that goes with surrender. So I want to open up to one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's obviously like overplayed, but it's one that my parents made me memorize when I was a kid, um, which is I'm super glad for, happy for. It's actually funny because I knew it by memory before I actually saw it in the Bible, and I for some reason thought it's way longer because when you're memorizing something, it feels way longer. But when I was looking at it a few weeks ago, I'm like, it's only six verses? Like, bruh. <laughs> but anyways, Psalm 23, flip over it, flip over to you to it if you can. I know I read a lot of things out loud in these podcasts, but I do really encourage you to look at your own word because I want to get especially the American church out of the habit of just listening to what we're told and not actually looking for yourself. Even if you want to say, yes, but Taylor, I trust you. That's fine. And I'm flattered, but don't (laughs) trust the word over all things. So please go double check all this stuff. But anyways, I'm going to read it out loud. NIV version. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, I shall lack nothing where I learned. I I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is an awesome psalm. Now, disclaimer I want to say about the psalms. I think they are overplayed, and I don't say that to be rude to the Bible because I'm not saying at all that they don't have worth, but I think people use them and they don't understand the psalms. For one, you have to understand, although, yes, David... Um, many a times had the Holy Spirit resting on him. He did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So people like to use this as an example of why we can basically curse God and get really angry with him. Now, I'm not saying it's the worst thing to like have some anger because you don't understand God or something like that. You know, I'd have to go case by case. But just because you read it in Psalms doesn't give you the right to go do it. Again, he had he did not have the Holy Spirit indwelling in him. And David was a man of mistakes. He was a great man, but he was a sinner. So I think taking someone's personal thoughts towards God and then saying, well, because he says it here, I I, I would just be careful with that. And again, I don't want to get too far into that. But with that being said, I, I just want to explain that um, you, you, have to, you have to remember the context when you're reading. Anyways. What I wanted to say is, remember, David was a shepherd. I'm actually reading in Samuel right now, so it's very fresh for me. 
Um, and so he understood the idea of the Lord as his shepherd. To us anymore, it's a little harder to grasp, right? Even for me, like I'm going to explain it right now, but it's probably the same explanation we all would give. But, you know, shepherd has a flock and it makes sure that flock isn't harmed by uh, lions, bears, snakes, whatever it is. Like, I mean, even David says in, in Samuel when he's telling Saul that he's he can go fight Goliath. He's like, dude, I've been protecting my sheep from bears. I fought them off. I fought off um, lions, I think he says. So it was a hard job to be a shepherd and it was a very loyal job, right? You protected your flock over everything. Like he even put his, David put his life in danger to protect the flock. So he understood that that's the kind of love that God has that, that even though God can't really put himself in danger, he would do anything to protect his sheep. Now that's not for everyone. That's his sheep, right? We have to understand that we have to be in the fold to understand that completely. But Again, all these things are great that he's saying, um, but I'm seeing two major things. One, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So for one that's saying when we are with God, there should be no fear. In, in fact, the Bible in first John, I think it is says, you know, perfect love casts out fear and talking about God's love, right? Um, now there is a fear of God and we'll get to that later. Um, but um, I think you know what I mean. The fear of, oh, am I going to be hurt? Like, for, take take a sheep, for instance. Oh my gosh, is a lion going to kill me? Oh my gosh, is it? Fear, fear, fear. It holds us back from just living our life. And and I love the shepherd and sheep because it's the most simplest way to kind of uh, illustrate that idea. But I think the main thing here that we have to look past, we have to look into is seeing that he's saying, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, right? I will have no fear because you are with me. To me, that's saying the more we can be closer and intimate with God, the more we can drive those fearful thoughts away. And the more we lean on our own understanding, right? It says lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, God, and he will make your path straight. The more we lean on our own understanding, the more fear comes in. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do. So with fear, just to uncover it, because I know some people that might be struggling with it, it's hard to take yourself out and look at it from the outside. But when the devil uses fear, fear is just a small tool that the devil uses to orchestrate many things. But basically, he wants you to trust in yourself, right? So fear is always involved around yourself. Protect myself. Protect myself from this. Oh, I don't want to post this on Instagram because people might say bad things about me. People might not like me. I don't want to make this podcast. People won't like me and people will defriend me and all this stuff. It's always worried about us, right? So that is not putting your trust in the shepherd. It's putting your trust in the own sheep. And we know that as a sheep, you can't battle a lion. Uh, lions are 100% against sheep, right? So we need the shepherd, right? And he's saying, when I'm with you, right, I will not fear. So that's a key thing. We need to be with God more. If we are experiencing fear, are we leaning into God? Are we trusting him? Or are we just saying, yeah, I trust in you? No, we really need to lean in. And I hope you're you're understanding that. We need to be with the shepherd at all times. And that's how we drive out the fear. Um, let's cruise on over to 1 Timothy. Let's see. I really should mark these. Okay. First Timothy 1, 7 to 12 says this. Oh, this is long. Um, let's 
yeah, seven, seven through twelve. Yeah. Um. Wait. Maybe I'm sorry. Maybe I'm thinking of Second Timothy. May have made a minor mistake there. Yes. Okay. Sick. So First Timothy one seven. I'm guessing you guys know where I'm going with this one. But for God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Now frustrating that my translation says that but it's a spirit of fear right but a spirit of power of love and self-discipline so i just want to throw that in real quick it's very clear here that god did not give us the spirit of fear right now there is a respectful fear there is a fear that is holy towards our father god in heaven um but again fearing god is more about how you can please him Fearing the world is more about how you can protect yourself. And that is an unhealthy fear. Anything that's about pleasing God more is is great and good. But when it's about what can I do for myself to protect myself, that isn't good. And that's not leaning into God, right? So I just want to make that distinction. Fear is not from the Lord, if any of you were curious about that. Fear is obviously from the devil. Now, like I said, fear inspires multiple different reactions. But it has it has to do with protecting ourselves from danger any danger. I'm not just talking about physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it is. Um, but fear, like I said, is rooted in a lack of trust and ultimately surrender to God, right? It's worried about me over God. And I don't mean to be too black and white with that. And to say that you don't trust in God because you have fear. No, we all struggle with fear and there is definitely a middle ground there. But I think the Bible also is pretty black and white. Why? Because we need as humans to hear black and white. I know we all process things differently, but in the end, we need to hear it black and white. And you need to know that trust in the world and trust in yourself is not surrender to God at the end of the day. And that fear is selfish and it can even hold us back from loving and and sharing the truth with others. Think about this podcast, for instance, if I would have let fear govern my life and govern my decisions I wouldn't have decided to put this out and put myself out there, lose followers, have people talk bad about me behind my back, whatever the case may be. But it's been able to help other people because I trust more in God and I'm surrendered to God. God said, do this. And I'm going to say, okay, I have fear, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I'm not worried about myself. He said that you will be hated because they hated me first. And I had to accept that and realize, you know what? I'm so afraid about people not liking me, but guess what? The Bible already said that people are not going to like me. So if everyone likes me now, I'm probably doing something wrong anyways. So when I surrendered and said, it's your will be done, your will be done. That is when we see the fruit, right? Sorry, I'm just drinking a little uh, LaCroix here. But yeah, I hope you're tracking with that. That fear really is the root of a lot of things. Anxiety, um, um, depression, all these things. A lot of that stuff is rooted in a fear, right? And you can insert whatever your fear is, but you need to, I would ask that if you're listening right now and you feel like, well, I don't struggle with fear, dig deep. Because if you don't struggle with fear, then why aren't you every single day telling everyone you know about Jesus? Every single one of us, including me, has something inside that is holding you back because, and for me, I can tell you it's fear of man and it always has been. And I'm still growing in that. And I've gotten a lot better if I dare say so myself, but we all have a fear of something and the devil uses that fear because he knows us so well to hold us back. Um, I don't know if I've shared this, um, story, but 
Emma um, right before I made this podcast. And actually, the same night I decided to do this podcast, I had to text my friend like a, I felt like it was kind of a hard message, but it felt like God was telling me like, man, you know, when your heart is beating so hard, you're like, God is saying that I need to do this, but I'm scared, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, don't worry about the world, what the world thinks. Worry about what I think. This is what I'm telling you to do. You need to do it to please me. And if you don't do it, you're basically not doing it to please yourself and to protect yourself. And I'm like, okay, I got to do it. But Emma saw me on a staircase, but it was like, I was stuck, but there was nothing stopping me. It was just like, I couldn't move on the staircase. And it's funny because that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I was stuck in a corner because, and just to give you some context for where this was, like when I started the podcast, all this political stuff is happening and I don't want to get into that right now, but I had thoughts about that, that were, that were different than most people. But I felt like, Oh, I can't share that because I'll get canceled. I'll get hated on. Okay put that, put that wall up, put that door up. And then I had thoughts about salvation and about where a lot of people I know are going if they don't realize the truth. But then I'm like, oh yeah, but then they won't like me. Oh, then they won't invite me. Then then they'll talk bad about me. Okay. Put that wall up. And as I continued to do that, I found that I was just placing myself in a giant wall uh, in between giant walls that I couldn't get out of. And it put me in a corner. These were walls that I had the power to tear down, but I was choosing not to, just like with the staircase. I had the power to go up it or down it, but I was like, "Mm, I'll just stay here. And this started to really irk me because it started to make me feel like um, I had no control and that the world owned me. And basically what I feel like a lot of the... um, Uh, a lot of the media does is they try to silence your voice if you have an opposing opinion. This is a world of opposing opinions. And again, the political thing wasn't that important. But when I feel like I can't speak up about what I believe in God, because it's so anti what a lot of the churches believe, because I don't know, they haven't read their Bible. I don't really know what the problem is. But you start to feel like you're controlled by people's perception. And man, that made me sick. And luckily, by the grace of God, I was able to break out of that and God just gave me courage and I started posting on Instagram. I got a lot of hate. I think I got like 60 people that unfollowed me. Um, I made this podcast. People are talking bad about my back. More people unfollowed me. And I'm not trying to say, look at me, look at me. I'm just using my example um, to maybe help one of you um, that are experiences in the same thing. Um, in no way am I saying I'm perfect. I have things to work on too. And I have people that are feeding into me to grow me. So I just want you to know this doesn't come from pride. This just comes from me wanting to help you guys who might feel in the same scenario. And it was actually cool because even like posting on Instagram, as stupid as it may sound, especially to like adults, it's big for our age because we get judged off everything we post. And you guys know that. But I had people messaging me. Now, don't get me wrong. I got a lot of hate, but you messaged me saying, thank you so much. Like this inspired me to like, speak up more and say more and all that stuff. And I'm like, see, that is the fruit. That is why God says, just trust me. Because if I don't, if I didn't do that, maybe those people would have never taken their next step with God. You know, and again, that's some pressure on you. But for me personally, I like a little bit of added pressure because I like to, I, I'd rather again, have it black and white and God be like, yo, dude, you need to do this because I'm counting on you to do it so that people can hear it. I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, that was the needed pressure I needed to like get going, kick my butt in gear. Um, so yeah, I hope that makes sense. And I wanted to say, and this is this one's harsh, I, I know, but again, the 
James makes it very clear. James 4, 4, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Now, you know, you're thinking right now, I'm not, I'm not a friend of the world. I'm a friend of God. And yes, I even think that too. And I am also guilty, but I'm just putting this out here because we all need to be a little bit uh, convicted because think about it. If you have fear, then it's rooted most likely in selfish ambition, whatever the case may be. Oh, I want to protect myself. Oh, I'm scared. I, And it's rooted in not surrendering to God. And mainly it's rooted in what people think about you instead of what God thinks about you. And I think that's where it all comes down to. It's about, am I going to please man or am I going to please God? Now, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world, in this case, and I'm not stretching the word here. This is exactly what it means. In this case, if you are choosing what the world thinks about you, what their perception is about you, then you are not choosing to, um, you are not choosing what God thinks about you. And then therefore it says you are becoming an enemy of God because you are so worried about the world. You're so worried about pleasing human flesh, this, uh, finite, objects instead of pleasing an infinite, incredibly good, just God. And that's just the truth. And that's the bitter, hard truth. But that is why fear, we have to route fear. And I know this video is probably going to be called overcoming fear. And we're going to get to how you overcome it. And I don't have all the answers, but I'm just trying to, I think a lot of overcoming fear is honestly a being convicted by the word, which is what I'm trying to do here. And then also hearing people speak about it. And that's why I'm giving my testimony about it. Because I think, at least for me, I get really inspired when I hear people say, you know, what? I realize I need, I need to, I need to like get out of that fear. It's not so, I mean, definitely there's power in prayer. And I would say, pray about, pray about, pray about. But sometimes we just need to hear that, like, bro, you are not pleasing God with your fear and then wake up and like snap out of it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's at least how I feel about fear. Like when I read anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God, I'm like, okay, I don't want to care what the world thinks about me. I just want to care what God thinks about me. And that's why scripture is so good. And that's why I want, I always try to make it a key um, in these podcasts, you know? Um, yeah. So let's see. Next on the list, I have Joshua 1, 1 through 12. This one was kind of a throw-in um, just because I was really trying to think of some places in the Old Testament where it talks about fear. Um, so let's just see where this goes because uh, I just read Joshua, so it just popped in. So after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert and from Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, and to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And this is a promise also for us who are in Christ, because we see that again in in the New Testament, that he will never leave us or forsake us um, as long as we are in him, right? He, It's always our choice, like I've talked about before, to leave him, right? He will never leave us or forsake us. 
and if it feels like he's left us, it's because we've chosen to walk away from him, right? I just want to make that clear. But that's a promise for us who are in fear. He's always with us. He goes in the battle with us. He goes in this podcast with me. He goes to Instagram to post something with me that I'm afraid of how people will react. So remember that. What do we need to do? Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. He repeats himself. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Again, he says it three times. Of course, three times. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, quote, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go into the take and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Now, what does he say right there? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Don't give in to fear. Right now, I know this is Old Testament stuff. And a lot of you are probably like, Old Testament, what? But it's the same message. Remember, when you read Joshua and Judges and, and all these uh, these books in the Old Testament, you see that they went into a lot of battles and the ones that they weren't trusting God in, and this goes all the way till Saul's time, David's time, they did not succeed. But the one that they did trust in God, they did succeed. And when they didn't trust in God, what was it? They tried to do it on their own will because maybe, not maybe, a lot of the times it was feared that the way God wanted to do it wouldn't work, right? Um, like, Maybe they were outnumbered or, um, um, what was I going to say about Saul? Um, uh, anyways, sorry, that's, <laughs> um, but anyways, and even like God right now is putting my, my, um, giving me the, the idea of, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, right? Like he had no fear going into the lion's den. Why? Because he trusted God. He could have had fear and said, okay, well, um, uh, the king is telling me, the king of Babylon is telling me, okay, don't don't pray anymore. So, okay, I'm not going to pray. But instead, he went through and he obeyed God because he did not have fear of what men would do to him, even to the point of death. Remember, when we're mostly talking, me and you that are listening, we're like afraid of what people are going to think of us. But Daniel could be put to death. And in fact, they tried to. He put They put him in the lion's den, but because he was faithful and he trusted in God, he had no fear and perfect love cast out fear in this case. And what did God do? He spared his life because he did not fear um, for himself. He knew that friendship with the world was being an enemy to God. He knew that I am, he said, I will never cease praying to my Lord God, right? And he was blessed for that. So remember that. I think that's a really good one, overcoming fear, and that just came in my mind. Um, I have this written down. Um, Overall, the devil wants you to fall out of trust in God and to trust in yourself. And what does he also want to do with that? He wants to make you ashamed of the gospel. But I want to go back to the first point. You look at the society today, it's so individualistic, right? Right? I am my own God. I can do what I want. I make my own rules. It's demonic. It's completely demonic. We have lost perception of the need and the necessity for a king, right? We are made to be governed and to be under kingship. Um, and that's very important. 
So the devil has used pride, fear, all that. And again, like I said, fear is is an opening door to a lot of different things, pride and all selfishness and all that stuff. But it's so governed by self, right? So again, that is the number one thing the devil wants to do. And you can look around the world to, to prove that, that he wants to make you trust more in yourself than in a God to say that I am my own God and God is nothing. And it all starts with fear in a lot of cases because leaning in and trusting a God that I can't see, no way. Um, I'd rather pick what the world thinks about me than what God thinks about me. And that's where we become our own gods. I know that's a little bit of a stretch there, but I think you can connect the dots to see kind of where I'm going with that. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go over to back to second Timothy. Hopefully it's second Timothy this time. Um, hopefully I wrote that right. Uh, we're going to go to two twenty to 22. Let's see. Uh, yeah. In a large house, there are articles, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for igno- uh, ignoble. I guess that means not noble purposes. <laughs> um, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, which is the not noble, noble purposes or ignoble Um, That's just such a weird word to say. But if a man cleanses himself from those things, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. And I just want to put that there because I want to remind you that um, God's main goal is to recycle all of us in workmanship to him. And if we're always worried about what the world thinks, we're letting fear govern our minds and how we end because of that, it, it comes out on how we act. How are we useful to the master? How are we made for noble purposes? If we're always being held back from our calling, back from the purpose God has set before us, how are we being made for noble purposes? We're not. And I'm sorry, but, and this might be countercultural, but if, if God can't transform you into something usable, what happens? You become unusable to him. And that doesn't mean that you're done and you can never come back. But I'm saying God is looking for people who are willing to be used. Remember, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. He's looking for workers, okay? Um, and I know the church today wants to be this individualistic church. You know, God just wants to make you feel good. God wants to make all your dreams come true. God just wants to love you so lovey-dovey-ly. It's like, ooh, pump the brakes. No, God picks us so that he can use us for his purposes. Someday we will all get to hang out in eternity and have an abundant, insane, amazing life just together. But abundant life on this earth means that we have communication with God and that alone is what abundance means. We are here to work for God. And if we're going to have fear, that will always hold us back from your calling. So if you're listening, and I know you all have a calling, it says that we are all predestined. We all have a destiny that has been pre-designed for us if we so choose to follow in it. So abide in his will. Remember, even Jesus on the cross could have let fear take him over and say, I'm not going to do this. But what did he say in the garden? He said, not my will, Father, but your will be done. Let that be your prayer to God today. That although people may come from um, all over the place to talk bad about you, remember, they ripped out his beard. They said that, he said that, um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. He said that they would hate you, which is you and me, because they hated me first. 
remember that. That is a promise. And if we're not in that promise, are we really following him? I'm not trying to guilt you out of your fear. I'm just trying to inspire you to see that fear is what is holding you back from your calling and from your real true purpose to follow God and for your ministry and for your life, for your family. So I just want to do something right now because like I said, the devil wants to make you ashamed of the gospel overall because what happens if I don't share it? I can ask, well, Taylor, why aren't you sharing it? I don't know. If we truly believe the Bible and we truly believe people are going to hell that we know, then we should be sharing it unashamedly. And if we are not sharing it, then I would so bet that most people who are not sharing it are ashamed in some sort of way. So I just want to say this right now, and I only want you to say it if you believe it from your heart. Um, Not that you have to be perfect. I'm not perfect either. But if you are willing to push further and to grow with God today, starting today, let this be a commitment to yourself today, not tomorrow, not next week, today. I want you to declare this right now. Romans 1, 16. Um, We're going to go there right now. So again, if you mean this, mean it. Say this with passion and mean it. Don't just say it under your breath. Say it with passion and meaning. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. That must be our mindset. I'm telling you, the more you're in this book and less in the world, the less you are a friend of the world and more of an enemy to the world and a friend of God, the more you are in his word, the more you will be unashamed of this gospel because you will know that God's purposes are bigger than anything the world says. The world can bat you down. The world can say all they want about you. Even though we know it's a lie, the devil will use that lie to hurt you, to make you cry sometimes, to make your life miserable. What we know that we serve a God that is better than our fears, that is bigger than our fears. He says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. The devil doesn't care for you. He wants to make your life worse. Every time we give into fear, we're giving into the devil. We're allowing him to rule. We're allowing him to stop our worship and our admiration and our sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We cannot allow that to happen. We must remain true. We must remain unashamed. Remember, instead of fearing the world, fear the Lord who can bring destruction upon you. I don't say that to put you in fear, but have a holy fear for the Lord that his purposes are much, much greater than you fulfilling the lust of the flesh, which is to look good in front of other people, to to satisfy what people want you to be. The world wants to tell you this is what you are. That's how I felt when I couldn't post on Instagram about politics or, or about God. The world wants to say, this is how you should think and this is what you should believe. And if you don't believe that, you're incorrect. And you know what they also say? If you're a person that's gonna preach that people are going to hell, then you are incorrect and you are wrong. That is our society today. And that is why Jesus is offensive. Okay, I said it, he is offensive because the world is at a spot now that they do not want the Lord anymore. We are past the breaking point. We are walking over the threshold. Even as I speak right now, they're at a spot where they do not want the true gospel 
and they are offended by Jesus and they will hate you and they will hurt you and they will speak bad about you. But again, our God is bigger. Our God is greater and he is more powerful. And I would much rather die living and preaching the gospel of Christ and fulfilling what Christ wants for my life than being afraid of what this world has to offer. If the creator says he loves me, then I don't care if his creation loves me. Sorry, I'm a little passionate today. (laughs) But just remember that. I want you to feel amped up and ready to go because we can't let fear stop us any longer. Let's just pray for a little bit. Um, And if I'm going to pray to just cast out fear. And if you feel like you're really struggling or you're bound to fear, Put out your hands and just receive this right now. And um, yeah, um, if you pray in tongues, pray in tongues, um, worship God. And yeah, dear God, right now, anyone who is listening to this through the airwaves, I command any spirit of fear be left right now in the name of Jesus. You must go from anyone who is listening to this podcast, that fear, spirit of fear, you were not given by our creator, but you were given by the devil. We shut every door that you have access to any person over this podcast and we demand demand you to be bound and cast out and into the pit in the name of Jesus. And I just want you guys to say, if you're listening right now and you really feel like maybe you even felt something jump in you when you heard that prayer or you know that you're bound by fear, I want you to say right now to yourself, um, just just say these words and you, you have to mean them. It's not, there's no power in the words. It's, it's your heart behind them. But um, I cut any tie to fear. I cut any commitment to fear. Um, I, I cut any contract that I have made to fear. I will not be a slave to fear anymore. I will be a slave to righteousness. Just say that with me. I cut fear off in my life. Declare that and decree it. So God, I thank you, God, for releasing many people right now from fear. Lord God, um, continue to release fear, release me from fear as well, God. And I pray that nothing would hold us back from our heavenly purpose, which is to serve you, God, and to to live a life that is that is worthy to you, God. Do not let fear hold us back. Remember, help us to remember that you are the good shepherd, that you are right next to us, Lord, that we shall not want. Lord God, your rod and your staff, they comfort us even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear. Lord God, just that you are with us, God. Thank you. Help us to draw nearer to you when we feel fear, when we feel in these spots that we are overcome by the devil, that we would know that we can rest and lean into you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wow, I really feel the Holy Spirit right now. It's like, whew, feels so good. Um, Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough and for freedom in your name, God. Praise you. Praise you, Praise you, Jesus. Just praise him right now. Praise him. Remind God that fear will not hold you back from your relationship with him. He wants to be close. He wants to work alongside of you to fulfill his purposes. But he can't do it if you're not willing, if you're giving into fear. Remember that he cares for you. He's with you. Don't put that into question. 
Because he's saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't you remember? I'm with you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just sit in that. He's with you. That he will comfort you. That there is nothing to fear. That perfect love cast out fear. Make that commitment today. That today is the day I will not live in fear any longer. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Sorry, I'm pounding on my desk. It's probably you're probably hearing that in your <laughs> AirPods for you who are listening that way. But yeah, guys, don't let fear run your life. If you need more prayer, reach out to me via email. I've been able to pray for some people and meet some really awesome people that have been listening. And so great to make new friends because I'm I'm very much alone in a lot of ways as well. Reach out. Let me pray for you. Thank you, God. Well, I hope that you guys have an amazing weekend. Share the gospel with someone. Learn how fulfilling it feels to lose a follower for Christ. Because I'll tell you, it feels good. It hurts, but it feels good. And yeah, um, not to switch gears because I, I do want to sit in this place. But um, if you have questions, check out the Instagram by now. It should be up. Um, and we'll be answering those next episode. Next episode is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a longer one. I'm actually going to um, have three people on there. Actually, I'll just tell you who it is. It's going to be my family. I don't know if I've already said that. But um, we're going to talk about our ministry and just lend some pointers maybe to people who are struggling. How do I make a disciple? You know, that's, well, that was our main call from Christ to go out, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of Jesus and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. So we're going to hopefully lend some uh, good info um, on how to do that and what has worked and what has what and what hasn't for us. And all glory to God. All glory to God it is none of us. We are so blessed to be chosen. And all of you who are listening who have made it this far, you're here for a purpose. Don't forget that. He sent you to this podcast for a purpose. So I just pray um, right now that you guys are just blessed and um, that you would be challenged by this message and that you would even re-listen to it if you need to, um, but that you would go on living for Christ and overcoming fear every single day. I love you guys. And um, I'm praying for you. Please, if you ever get a chance, pray for the podcast. Pray that it continues to reach people. Share it um, if you feel the urge to do so. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next Friday. See you then.